Many moms that I speak with feel lost when it comes to the postpartum period. And I've spoken with a number of ladies on First Time Moms Chat who've related how alone they felt and what they went through. This week's guest, Sarah Bilger, is a mum with an engineering background. Sarah felt so strongly after her own experience with her lack of support and lack of talk on all things postpartum when her daughter was born. She decided to change her direction, becoming a postpartum doula. Sarah also started her Entering Motherhood podcast to support other mums and to make a difference. In this episode, you'll hear Sarah and I talk about postpartum nutrition and ways that food should be prepared to really increase and accelerate your healing process and recovery during that transition into motherhood, particularly during a postpartum period. Why salads and other raw stuff such as smoothies are best avoided during your postpartum period? Why you should prepare meals for yourself that contain a few ingredients as possible? And so, so much more. I'm Helen Thompson and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm a childcare educator and baby massage instructor and know that being a parent for the first time is challenging and changes your life in every way imaginable. To help ease your transition into parenthood, I aim to offer supportive, holistic approaches and insights for mums of babies aged mainly from four weeks to 10 months old. My goal is to assist you to become the most confident parent you can and smooth out the bumps along the way. This podcast is brought to you by My Baby Massage. To find out how Baby Massage can help you to increase your confidence and feel more connected with your baby, check out My Baby Massage introduction video at mybabymassage.net forward slash intro. Let's do this together. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please contact a medical practitioner if you are concerned or have any medical issues. Hi Sarah and welcome to First Time Mums Chat. I'm delighted to have you here and I'm really excited to hear all about what you do and how you help first time mums. Perfect, yeah, I'm glad to be here. So I am a mom of two myself mm-hmm. and a wife, and I am also a mechanical engineer, a podcast wow. host, and I am a local birth and postpartum doula here in Greenville, South Carolina. So with that, I am certified in postpartum nutrition, and I specifically also like to work with VBAC mamas because I had a VBAC myself. So I've been on, I guess, a mission of redefining the postpartum period and opening up the conversations that people don't tend to talk about or maybe are uncomfortable to talk about. Because when I was entering motherhood, I felt like that was really the missing piece of what was going on. Nobody was saying how they were feeling or what was going on and everything like that. So with me, for example, I had my daughter through an unplanned cesarean. And since that wasn't the plan, 
there was a lot of anxiety and mixed emotions and a lot just going on from the experience of the birth. And so that's why I started my podcast and really what made me start digging into different things in the postpartum period. And what I really found was that nutrition was such a huge factor in my mood, my emotion, my recovery, and was something that I really wanted to be able to share with other moms who were going through similar situations so that they can better heal and recover faster and just overall feel better in the postpartum period. So how did you find out about the nutrition? Because I'm also a great fan in natural therapies as well and nutrition. I think it's such an important part for everybody, not yeah. just postpartum yeah. moms, but particularly yeah. for postpartum yeah. moms. Because you're feeding your baby, whether you're breastfeeding or not, you've still got all those hormones that you've got to deal with. So what did you find was the best way to support your nutrition? Yeah, so I've always felt like I was somebody who was actively aware of my nutrition and seeking different things to help myself in those ways. And like you were saying, it's important in all stages of life for everybody. But when I entered the postpartum period, it was a lot different. The ways that I was used to eating just didn't seem to click the same way. My body was not recovering the way I thought it would. My mood and hormones were all irregular compared to how I was before babies. And so I sought out a certification specifically geared towards postpartum nutrition. So like I said, so I can heal myself and then I can use that information to heal moms that I was working with. So what's different about postpartum nutrition to regular nutrition? Yeah. So there's definitely certain foods and certain ways of preparing your food to really increase that healing process and accelerate it and hope to fully recover during that transition into motherhood. And specifically in the postpartum period, we want to be making sure that our food is warm. We want to make sure that it's containing a lot of our healthy fats and protein and is high in those. And you also want to make sure that it is fully cooked and you're looking for recipes that have as few ingredients as possible mm -hmm. or items that you're choosing are very few ingredients. So you say cooked, so salads and stuff like that is not a good idea. No, which oh. is very surprising, right? And also smoothies, things that are quick to go and everything like that, because they're raw, because they're cold, they're not easily digestible oh, and they're not able to be utilized by the body in a way that's beneficial because our body is working on healing. And it is overworking in so many other areas that this food that we're putting into our body, we don't have the capacity to break it down. We don't have that load to be able to focus on 
really taking those raw ingredients and processing them. It's just going to take longer and harder for us to do that. So when we're fully cooking it, even with fruit, if you're even just kind of tossing it on the pan, warming it up, it's going to help our body break it down faster and get the nutrients that it needs sooner because we're doing that work beforehand so that our body doesn't have to do that work additionally on top of healing in all of the places that that we have going on. I mean, you think when you're sick, what foods are you wanting to eat or what foods are typically associated with recovering? You're going to have soup or you're going to have warm tea. You're accustomed to seeing those things when we're sick or you have something going on that you know that you have to heal from. It's the same situation in the postpartum period. We really want to be nourishing our body and giving it the best chance possible to do the least amount of work possible so that we're getting all those nutrients as quickly as we can. Mm, That's interesting. And what about things like meat, if you're vegetarian, which I happen to be? If you have vegetarian food, uh, and that includes fish, if you're a vegan, what's the best approach for that? Yeah, so broth is going to be really good for you. A bone broth or beef, chicken, anything like that, that broth is really going to be giving you that healing property and in the best broken down way as possible. And, you know, I don't eat meat either, but I do eat fish. But if you're adding that healthy fat into a vegetable broth, if you're adding coconut oil, avocado oil, olive oil, if you're putting that healthy fat and mixing it in with the broth, that's really going to help you too. And you can just sip on it like tea. You can just have a Mm -hmm. cup of bone broth and it's going to be really beneficial for you. Yeah, and I thought bone broth was bones from meat or bones yeah, from fish. Yeah, I'm not sure. yeah, it's usually bones from chicken or beef. Yeah, so if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, you wouldn't want to be having something like bone broth. Right, so that's when you can be doing the vegetable broth and then uh, adding in a fat. Like the olive oil mm. or the avocado. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised by that because I really did think that salads and stuff were good. But I suppose you could make yourself a fish burger or a lentil burger or something like that, which is hot, and then have mm-hmm. a salad. So is it, you can't have cold at all? Or so, pal- yeah, I really like to phrase it. I don't say you can't have anything, oh, cool. but certain yeah. foods are going to allow you to heal more efficiently. So nobody likes to be restricted. Nobody likes to cut anything out. Yeah. Yeah. But there's definitely going to be those foods that are just overall going to increase your healing process. And that seems like the avocado oils. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, coconut oil, mm -hmm. fish, meat. Yeah. And temperature can be also in warming spices and things like that too. If you're adding cayenne pepper, cinnamon, turmeric, things like that, really warming, nourishing spices into your food, that can also be beneficial and healing. Becoming a parent for the first time is challenging, right? It changes your life in every way imaginable. And it's hard to hit the ground running, isn't it? 
There is so much to learn on all manner of subjects and it feels overwhelming, exhausting and even impossible to find all you need to know. To help you, I've compiled some of the tips for mums that have been shared by the wonderful experts on First Time Mums Chat podcast and put them together in a free guide. These tips are easy to incorporate into your daily routines and will help make your new parenting journey easier. To get your free guide, go to mybabymassage.net forward slash tips. mybabymassage.net forward slash tips. I know turmeric are very good for information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that can be really good in healing too. And you're going to be experiencing sometimes a lot of inflammation or just swelling from your pregnancy. That's really going to help nourish you in that way too. And then, like I said, you know, also just like few ingredients as possible. So if you are going to have a salad, choose something that's homemade. Choose something that you're preparing or have prepared beforehand that you know where all those ingredients are coming from. Because Mm -hmm. when we're incorporating processed foods and things like that, that also is going to be harder to digest and longer to have our body break down. So we need our body to be working in other areas than using it to digest our food. So if we can really take that load off, then it's going to be helping us. And it's going to be helping you to be more awake. If you're nurturing your body and looking after your body in that respect, you're more likely to have a bit more stamina to be Mm -hmm. able to cope with those nights. Did you find that as a mom when you started your nutrition? Yeah. Sleep deprivation and stress are probably the two top things that are going to cause the most stress on your body. Those two things are the most common things that moms, I would say, are experiencing. The lack of sleep, sleep deprivation, Mm -hmm. and, and just stress. You're trying to navigate this new dynamic. Maybe it's your firstborn, but it could also be your first time having two kids, your first time having three kids. No matter what child it is, it's still a new experience. It's still your first time going into that. And so you're learning a new structure and that can be causing stress. I've recently heard you're kind of trying to aim for that four hour stretch of sleep. Obviously in the very, very beginning, baby is waking up more often than that. But if you can be finding help or creating a plan with your partner to ensure that you're getting four hours of sleep, then that's going to help your body rejuvenate and really process and get the rest that it needs. And there's foods too that can really help with fatigue and stress and things like that too. If you are deficient in choline, you're going to see that as fatigue, sometimes insomnia, maybe muscle issues, and it can also cause memory loss. If you're experiencing forgetfulness, things like that, that can be choline. And you're going to get that from egg yolks, broccoli, beef, soy, liver, things like that are really going to help you get more choline into your body without going to supplements. And supplements, I would say, are 
need it if you're very deficient in something to get you onto that level before you're balanced out. But then once you're at a good state, using food is so much better than just taking a supplement for this, supplement for that. Because when you're using the whole food, that's really what's giving you the most nutrients possible. And back to stress, magnesium is going to help with that. Mm -hmm. And magnesium you can find in your seeds, nuts, and tuna is a really good source of magnesium. Uh, yeah, that's good to hear because I eat a lot of tuna and I have a lot of nuts and things. I eat a lot of sunflower yeah. seeds. Do you find that helps? Yeah, it does. Yeah. But I occasionally take magnesium supplements if I've gone for a bike ride or something. Uh, you can also do uh, magnesium salt baths and, oh, and that's going to be really beneficial. Oh, that sounds good, especially for a mom who's mm-hmm. just had a baby, it'd be nice to be able to soak in a bath and just yeah. relax. Even if they relax with the baby in a bath, it's still relaxing. Yeah, magnesium I... is best absorbed actually through the skin. So if you're having something like a salt bath or some sort of magnesium lotion, that's really going to absorb a lot faster. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you could have magnesium as a sort of bath. I've always thought of it just Mm -hmm. as a a tablet or through food. So what about calcium? I would have thought calcium would be very important as well. Yeah, calcium can be helpful. And I usually like to focus on your iron, vitamin D, and omega-3s too. So with talking about iron, That's really going to be good for replenishing your blood loss. And that one's also really good for boosting energy. Iron is going to give you that energy that you need to really navigate your daily tasks and everything. So that is usually seen in your fish. You can also get that through spinach. Mm -hmm. Liver again is really good for iron and beans and eggs. I know some women, even before they're pregnant, have very heavy periods. And when you're losing a lot of blood, the iron is so important because it replenishes all that blood loss in periods. And after you've given birth, you will produce a lot of blood. Yeah. So that therefore you've got to replenish that. And I think that's where the iron comes in. Yeah. I think a lot more women are deficient in iron and they don't realize. Yeah, I believe that. And I know... For me specifically, when I was pregnant, they did test my iron levels around 30 some weeks just to see where I was at. And with my first, I needed to take an iron supplement because I was Mm -hmm. deficient. And that was not something that I was aware of or knew that your body is really needing that iron in pregnancy and it still needs it in that postpartum period. Yeah, because you're carrying a baby. You're producing a bunch of blood. Yeah. yeah, your baby's taking a lot of your energy so that you need to keep replenishing that to keep fit and happy yeah. for your baby. Yeah. So Yeah, and vitamin D is also at least here in the United States like I want to say 40 to 60% of people are probably deficient in vitamin mm-hmm. D. It's very big. It's a very big deficiency. And in postpartum specifically, that is going to be when you hear people saying, oh, I'm losing so much hair. That postpartum hair loss is most commonly seen in women that are deficient in vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And it's also been seen to be misdiagnosed as postpartum depression. Oh, really? So, yeah. So if you're having a vitamin D deficiency, 
there has been studies seeing that they have postpartum depression, those women are also deficient in vitamin D. And you get vitamin D from sunlight, don't you? Yeah, you can. That's a super easy way to just go outside. I say like midday, 10, 15 minutes, just kind of walking around outside, you can get your vitamin D. But then again, in your food, you're going to look for salmon, tuna. Um, You can actually get it in mushrooms and your eggs again. Eggs are probably going to be the best for all of these. With mushrooms, you also get vitamin B12, don't you? I believe um, so. I think so. Because I think mushrooms, you also get a lot of yeast in there. Yeah. And again, making sure that they're cooked, not just yes. like raw mushrooms and stuff like that, but like really cooking them. And if you don't like the taste of mushrooms, there's different recipes and things that you can look at that really kind of mask and hide that, that you can you can put it in your soups and things like that. And it will be a really subtle flavor when you're mixing it with a bunch of different spices and other ingredients. Yeah, I totally agree with soups because I do that a lot in the winter. I just throw all the vegetables that have been left over into a pot and just put Mm -hmm. a bit of veggie stock in it and cook everything so that you've got the vegetable stock that you've made from the vegetables cooking. So, you you know, you're, you're not throwing anything away. We've mentioned vitamin D and the other one I think would be important if I'm right in saying would be vitamin C. Yeah, with your immune system and everything, you want to make sure that you're boosting that up. It's not one of the ones that I consider the most vital, but you want to make sure you're still taking your prenatal vitamins into the postpartum period for at least the first three months. Still be upping and taking those vitamins. Yeah, I think it's really important having somebody like you who can guide you because I think a lot of nutritionists don't think about mm-hmm. nutrition, the postpartum part when the baby's born. Yeah. And it really is a whole different time period that you're going through. It really needs to be. And there's there's a lot of research going into it now and really uncovering a lot of different things. Like I said, undiagnosed or misdiagnosed postpartum mood disorders, we're really just seeing our deficiencies. And more women are wanting to breastfeed for longer times and really make sure that their nutrition is giving your breast milk what it needs. And your omega-3 is going to help with your fat content in your milk. So that's one that a lot of, a lot of women who are breastfeeding want to make sure, you know, their, their milk has a good fat content for their baby. So omega-3 can really help with that. And omega-3 things like fish, and tuna mm-hmm. um, yeah chia seeds fish are oil. also going to have omega-3 oh, chia seeds. Yep. that's good mm-hmm. i have chia pudding which i quite like so i didn't realize that had omega-3 so that's good yeah yeah so are there any other sort of vitamins that we haven't mentioned that you feel as a postpartum nutritionist that mums need to yeah um, really recover? just Yeah, those those ones, like I said, like iron, omega-3s, magnesium, choline, and vitamin D, I would say, are are the top five that you're either most commonly going to see deficiencies in, or those are the ones that are going to be most beneficial in that postpartum period. 
I am really passionate about First Time Mums Chat and providing a weekly resource that helps parents who are new to the whole world of parenting and I want to hear from you. I warmly welcome questions and feedback and comments on my podcast episodes. You can send me a voicemail message quickly and easily from your smartphone or computer by going to mybabymassage.net forward slash message. That's mybabymassage.net forward slash message. And there, so is there any other tip that you would like to pass on to a first time mom? Yeah, I think just really taking a look at what you are doing to fuel your body and how it's making you feel and really trying to tap into that and say like, is the food that I'm eating making me feel the way I want? And it is a learning process of taking that into account and trying to really say that this is something that's nourishing you and it's benefiting you. And just the same way, like we're feeding our babies, take that time and self-care into feeding yourselves. And I know it can be, you just want to grab something quick, but if we're doing a little bit of preparation beforehand, or we're finding that help to give us that food that we need, then it's really going to help us in the long run. And you have to realize that is going to help your baby. I think a lot of the times we lose ourselves and we're so fixated and focused on helping the baby that we forget once they come out, we don't have to worry about us. We just have to worry and keep them alive. Mm, but yes. we are a vital part of keeping them alive. We need to be functioning to the best of our ability so that we can be there and provide for them. So I really think making sure that you're kind of checking in with yourself and caring for yourself in maybe half the amount of energy that you're caring for your baby, just taking a moment for yourself, I think is is huge and something that is like really overlooked. And if you need to seek help to to get there, find a support group or really just have conversations with friends and family. I think that just goes a long way. It's like that scenario on an airplane. I always love giving this scenario when people say that, that if you don't give oxygen to yourself first, you're not going to be in a position to give oxygen to somebody else. And that's exactly what you're saying with nutrition for your baby. Yeah. If you don't feed yourself, it's not only about self-care, but it's self-care nutritionally, self-care, giving yourself that food you're not going to be in a position to support your baby. And I think those two things are very similar in that respect. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's something that maybe first-time moms don't realize. Or like I said, it's like when baby comes out, you think maybe you were on like a really good nutrition plan when you were pregnant and you were being told avoid these foods or watch out for those foods. And you were really cautious of eating certain things. And then you think, oh, baby's out. I don't need to focus on me anymore. And you do, you still need to be nourishing your body. And if you've already for nine months been taking those habits into account, just try to tweak them a little bit to be aligning for the postpartum period that you can still be caring for yourself. Mm. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, where would they go to get in touch with you? Yeah. So like I said, I'm a birth and postpartum doula. So I really take the nutrition into account there. But also I have my podcast, Entering Motherhood, 
that you can go ahead and listen in. And I share ray of different things dealing with postpartum, but I really like to focus on that nutrition and everything in that sense too. And then I'm on Instagram, Entering Motherhood, or Sarah Marie Bilger. You can find me there. And then my website is enteringmotherhood.com. Well, thank you, Sarah. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I've actually learned a lot from you in regards to nutrition. So thank you. I appreciate you being here and supporting first-time mums in the community and well done for doing your own podcast. I think podcasting is fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Wow. Sarah shared some great postpartum nutrition tips during our chat and I learned a lot from her. It seems to me that during this often challenging postpartum period that you need to do your utmost to look after yourself so you're also fully present for your little one. And following Sarah's postpartum nutrition advice is going to help you achieve this. I highly recommend checking out Sarah's Entering Motherhood podcast as well as her website and social media. I've included links to these in the show notes which can be accessed at mybabymassage.net forward slash podcast forward slash zero nine six please help me spread the word to other mums by rating and reviewing my podcast on apple podcasts this helps me support more mums yes just like you for a smooth journey into the exciting world of parenthood